Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined on this lovely, what day is it even today? Thursday, <laughs> uh, midday, uh, by Mr. Tim Morris. Uh, to go ahead and break down just a small little two-game slate. Sorry this is getting you guys a little late here. We did have a massive 12-game slate last night. We had to cover it, and I was just absolutely beat by the end of it, Tim. I don't know how you felt, but it was quite a lot. We had a lot of information coming at us, right? <laughs> yeah, a ton of action, a ton of good stuff going on on the Sports Ethos website. So definitely check it out if you have not. Yeah, sportsethos.com. Go snag that NBA fantasy pass. We are crushing it already. If you guys didn't have Jalen Johnson on your fantasy teams, that's on you. Been telling you guys about this for months um, to go get that fantasy pass. So, uh, yeah, that's that's your problem now. Just get it now. You know, we'll help you get the uh, pickups throughout the season. Uh, let's move into it, though, man. Let's talk about it. Um, we do have two pretty good games here on the slate here. Pretty exciting games. Uh, two, you know, uh, or four good teams, I should say. Uh, we've got the first game here with the Sixers and the Bucks. And uh, this can't be right. We don't have a total for this game yet. Uh, anyways, I'm looking at DraftKings. It looks like, uh, oh, there it is. Okay, I just had to reload the page. Okay, so it looks like the Bucks are favored by six and a half points here over the Sixers. We're going to be without James Harden, so that's an important thing to note there. Obviously, Tim, with James Harden, um, not sure if he's going to play with the Sixers ever again. <laughs> we, we're just not we're just not sure what's going on there. He uh, supposedly wanted to join the team, probably so he didn't get fined. Uh, and the team said, no, nah, you're good. Just stay away for a little bit uh, and get in condition again. So that's kind of where we are, James Harden. Uh, what What do you think? Uh, oh, you know, is, will he play for the Sixers again in his career? Let me, let me think or, soon, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I'm i pretty sure he has some games played in Senums as well mm-hmm. in his contract. So that could be another motivating factor for him to get back in this squad. But as a basketball fan, I'm just kind of bummed to not see him out there yeah. uh, with Embiid, with the roster that they kind of built around Harden as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a bummer to not see him out there. I hope we can see him on the court soon. Um, I don't know if it's going to be for the Sixers. I don't know what the market is for him, honestly. It sounds like the Clippers are kind of backing out of their approach to him. So uh, if not the Sixers, I'm just not sure where he would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm not sure. I think, you know, it's like I'm pretty 50-50 on it. Um, uh, you know, it's if he does play for the Sixers again, it's going to be very awkward, especially for all the players that have been there playing and practicing this whole time. Uh, and the coach to try to manage that situation. So either way, he's out for this one. So we can kind of proceed. Uh, well, we can definitely proceed with him being uh, out of the lineup here. Uh, and people came for the DFS goodies. So we'll go ahead and get to that. Uh, there is an over under this game. I did mention that uh, it is I think 227.5 was the number I saw there. For some reason, there it is. 227.5 is the over-under. Uh, 226 is the over-under for the Suns-Lakers, which is a later game. Uh, so this is technically the higher score, uh, which is kind of funny to me. I don't know if I buy that or not. I think they're going to be similar. I don't think you need to target one game over uh, the other so much here in this uh, in this slate. But let's talk about these uh, Sixers and these Bucks, man. Let's talk Sixers first. Um, Sixers, who do you like? What's uh, What's sticking out to you there? Well, I like with Harden out. I like both of the backcourt options for yeah. the Sixers. I like Maxi a lot. He really uh, shown in their preseason game uh, that they took pretty seriously uh, at the end of their preseason campaign. So I like Maxi. We saw Melton go off as well. He hit six threes, had a few steals, and that's just something he can provide in the amount of minutes that he's going to be seeing tonight. So uh, I like Melton as well. 
Um, it, it just depends who you want to play at the guard spot. There's not really a great guard option on the Lakers um, with the Suns as well. I mean, with Booker and Beal out. So maybe you can get a lot of your backcourt help in this game. Uh, and, and especially with Dame running the show at point guard for the Bucks, we're going to probably see a lot of offense out of Maxi. Yeah, I think Max is going to be probably the top owned player on the slate. I think everyone's mm-hmm. going to be all over him. Um, we all think, you know, Harden's out. So Max is going to step in and do exactly what Harden does. He doesn't. Let me just go ahead and put it out there for that. We talked about that a little bit in the preseason, Tim, uh, in our uh, Slack channel, internal Slack channel for Sports Ethos. And, and there was some disagreement there. Um, you know, I think Maxi uh, is a good player. Uh, and I don't, I'm not trying to disparage him or say anything like that. I just think, you know, uh, when it comes to the things that James Harden can do on the court and the things that Maxley can do on the court, I just don't think they're exactly in the same uh, in the same you know bucket for me. I think you know Harden uh, is a lead at that playmaking, that passing, the the court vision. Uh, that's not something Maxley necessarily does. He does score the heck out of the basketball, especially in transition. And this is a good defensive team in, in the Sixers. Um, they're going to get out in transition just fine. They're going to have to against this Bucks squad also, which is a really good defensive squad. So, yeah, I think, you know, uh, he's a safe play. I think he's going to be highly owned. I think if you want to get super, you know, uh, contrarian in, in a large field GPP or, or a single entry GPP even, uh, I think you can fade him and go. I think Melton would be the guy that you would snag in that scenario. But I think you want to have one of those two guys in your lineup. So, yeah, I think I've actually got them both here in my lineup I've built so far. Um, one guy I'm looking at, too, which, um, you know, we at Sports Ethos have been high on all off season. And I know a lot of fantasy analysts have is Paul Reed at 3,600. And again, you know, this is a deeper kind of cut here. And it's the same as my, I was just talking about Jackson Hayes when I uh, came on here and how he didn't get the minutes I was hoping for against Jokic. But um, it's a similar situation where, you know, the floor could absolutely fall out from under you. But if he does manage to get 15 to 20 minutes at that 3.6, you know, K price tag, um, he's going to pay it off for you because he's an absolute stat monster uh, when he does get on the floor. So he is a guy I'm also looking at uh, in GPPs. I wouldn't play him in cash. I think it's just way too risky. Um, you know, some other guys that are kind of sticking out to me, though, I'm looking at the wrong slate now. I'm looking at uh, last last uh, week's slate. Here we go. Now I'm looking at the right slate. Um, some other guys that kind of stick out to me, though. And, you know, Kelly Oubre Jr. at 5,700. Um, I think he's interesting. You know, they had kind of Jalen Daniels in that role last season where, you know, he comes in off the bench and kind of gives them some length and defense. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, in the past we've seen with Ubre that he can put up big numbers. He does like to shoot the basketball a whole heck of a lot. Uh, he gets steals, he can get assists, he gets rebounds. So he just contributes everywhere. So he's an interesting guy to me as well as like kind of a mid-tier uh, you know, play if you want to go ahead and fill him into your roster. Uh, I don't think landing on him is a bad thing at all. Uh, but that, that's about as far as I go. You know, I think, you know, obviously a bead's there at 10-3. Uh, sure, yeah, I, I don't see a problem with it. I think, you know, it's a tough matchup for, for both sides of this ball, actually, but it's a two-game slate. So I have no problem going to beat if you want to go there. I just think, you know, with the pricing on some of the other stars here, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, that's a rough go. So any thought? we want to hop over to the other side of the ball and talk to, uh, a little bit about the uh, Bucks as well? Yeah, I do want to uh, touch yeah. on Embiid. Uh, at the center spot, we talked about it in Tuesday's show how Anthony Davis does not have forward eligibility anymore. So 
I think you're kind of in a position where you want to choose between Embiid or Anthony Davis as your top center. And uh, with the pricing the way it is, I think there's a little bit more value on Davis over Embiid. I mean, Embiid is being priced over what we saw Jokic at on Tuesday. So um, I'm not sure if he's as reliable at that price point as Jokic was. Yeah, uh, that's true. And uh, I just, the, the Sixers have always burned me in the past anytime I bet them. So I've got kind of an unreasonable bias against them. Um, but I think I think he's still a fine play. So, um, but yeah, uh, M- Milwaukee, talk to me a little bit about Milwaukee and what you're looking at, Tim. Well, Milwaukee, they're also kind of a little bit top heavy. Um, Brooke Lopez is an interesting one at 6,000, again, at the center spot. So I think center is going to be uh, kind of the make or break uh, spot in this slate uh brook lopez six thousand, honestly pretty affordable um for what he can offer you but man i don't know if we're gonna see the same brook lopez we saw last season uh you know I, you wouldn't think so just at his advanced stage in his career uh so i i don't know if i would play him but he could be an interesting pivot i think yeah um yeah i mean you know it's an interesting we haven't seen obviously this Milwaukee team without or with uh, Damian Lillard, I should say. So it'll be interesting to see how the usage all kind of breaks down there. Yeah, I'm not super into Brooke Lopez. I mean, he's going to be the defensive anchor. They're going to want him out there on Embiid. We all know Embiid gets the starting centers on opposing teams in foul trouble pretty easily. Um, which you know, Brooks, uh, he's he's a vet, but that's even even so. I mean, there's so much usage for Embiid that. It's kind of a dangerous play to me um, because, you know, he could end up getting two quick fouls in the first, you know, two, three minutes. And then all of a sudden he's on the bench and then he's only down to 20, 20, you know, three minutes or whatever for the game. So I'm not super into Brooke Lopez there. Um, you know, I think I agree with your analysis there as well. Um, I think, you know, Giannis or Dame, I think those are some interesting tournament pivots for people out there. I really think those are the guys I would gravitate towards. Because people right now, just in general, seem to think that they can't coexist for some reason, which is absolutely insane to me. I mean, yeah, their scoring may come down a little bit, um, maybe a, a couple points. I mean, but these guys are absolute all-star studs. Um, and, and I th- really think that they complement each other very well. Uh, right. Damian Lillard coming off of a screen and roll with Giannis rolling to the basket. Can we imagine how that's going to look? I mean, we're going to see it here very shortly in real basketball. And I'm excited to see it because I really do think that it's going to unlock a lot of potential um, for this offense, which, you know, Milwaukee has struggled on the offense in the past. Um, I think this is going to be a different kind of scenario with Dame Willard, who was exactly what the, the Bucks needed. I think this is a great, great, great pickup for them. And of course, you know, Giannis, uh, you know, uh, rewarded them by setting on the dotted line with the extension. So um, I think Giannis is in for a big game. I've got him in my lineup right now. Obviously, I'm doing a single entry GPP, so I don't think he's the safest value on the slate at all. But I think he's going to get a lot of easy buckets at the basket off of Dame Lord passes. So you know, I'm on, I'm on the Dame Lord over prop for for assists as well. So there you go, a little freebie for you DFS today uh, faithful out there. But uh, but those two top guys are really honestly probably the only thing i'm looking at on this milwaukee team i'm not super interested in their in their kind of auxiliary pieces here like malik beasley's a, a nice you know three-point piece for them but five thousand that's just just too expensive for a guy that's 
could go 0 for 8, you know, from the field. I just I just don't – I'm not feeling that at all. Even in a tournament, I'm just not feeling that. He doesn't do a whole lot besides score. Um, Brooke Lopez, we already talked about. Bobby Portis, I mean, Brooke Lopez is right in front of him there in the depth chart, so I'm not, like, into that play either. 5,400 is, is a fair price. I think it's a nice price if we knew that, you know, Giannis or, or uh, Lopez was, was missing this game. Yeah, he'd be locked into my lineup at 5,400, absolutely, but he's not. Um, but they're not. They're healthy. So campaign, I mean, he, uh, you know, what's he going to do when he comes in for his 15 minutes in the game? Um, you know, I just don't I don't see a whole lot of these role players uh, being able to pop for, for big games. So I'm really just going to stick to either Lillard or Giannis. And that's the main reason why I have one of them in my lineup is because I do want, with how even the site is with the scoring uh, distribution. I do want a piece of each of these teams. So I, I went with Giannis on this one. Any any uh, qualms with that or any qualms with my analysis there? Any of these guys you're looking at that I'm not looking at? No, I do think Giannis and Dame, they're both used to being double teamed. So they've never really played with a caliber of teammate uh, at this level. So I'm also super interested to see how that shakes out. One guy on the Bucks that is definitely going to have low ownership that I think could be an interesting play is Chris Middleton. Um, I know he's not really sexy, but uh, he's going to get a lot of shots, especially with Dame and Giannis out there. Um, So the question with him is if he could stay healthy. And uh, in the first game, you don't really have to worry about that. So at his price, 6,500, he could he could possibly have a great game. Uh, And yeah, his his pricing is is pretty attractive to me uh, with how many open shots he's going to get. And he can obviously create his own offense as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I think Middleton's an interesting guy. I did say once the trade happened, that was kind of one of my first, uh, I guess, not really mainstream takes was that Middleton's going to get the most open shots of his life, probably, Um, which I think, you know, that is the case. I think as long as he can hit those shots, he's kind of a boomer bust guy. 6,500 is the salary here. And I'm not in love with it, honestly, with with some of the it's just because of what else is on the slate. It's not because I don't like Middleton. Um, I think Phoenix Suns, you know, uh, which we're going to transfer to here, but they have... um, they have some some better priced options that are probably similar ceilings with very much safer floors, I feel like. So um, that's going to transition us. Let's go ahead and transition right into the Phoenix Suns and the LA Lakers. Uh, we have the Lakers favored by six points, which, uh, you know, fair enough. I, you know, obviously the big storyline here, Bradley Beal out with a back injury and uh, Devin Booker out with, it said foot, but I think it's his, probably his toe that he was missing time with uh, earlier in the preseason with. So um, both those guys out here, obviously we've got some backward options here. So who are you gravitating towards on the, on the Suns? On the Suns side, well, we saw Akogi is going to be in the starting lineup. He's at 4,700. Eric Gordon is right behind him at 4,400. So I think it's kind of a which of these guys do you think is going to hit the most open shots? We saw Eric Gordon take, what, like 16 shots in game one. Um, and that was with only Beal out. So with Beal and Booker out, we could see similar um, field goal attempts out of Eric Gordon in this one. Uh, but Okogi hit some good open shots, made some winning plays, helped the Suns uh, win that game against the Warriors. So I think both of those guys I would probably prefer over Grayson Allen, um, who's actually pri- whose uh, salary fell quite a bit. He's at 4,200 in this one. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I, Grayson Allen is not attractive to me. I know how you feel about him. So um, I wouldn't yeah. play Grayson Allen. Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel about him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You're not going to play yeah. Grayson Allen. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, Nurkic. He did have a really good game. And uh, yeah. I think we saw with Beal out and maybe with Booker and Beal out, just 
by virtue of who is on this Phoenix roster, he is going to have some usage. Um, so I, I think the matchup is less beneficial for him. The matchup against maybe Looney and whoever the Warriors were throwing at him was a little bit more attractive for him. But yeah. the Suns and the Lakers played in the preseason. Yes, preseason, but both of those teams were kind of taking that game seriously. And we saw AD just absolutely crush Nurkic. Uh, he had like, I think three or four of uh, AD's first quarter blocks were against Nurkic. So that's why I, I would stay away from Nurkic in this one. Again, I was wrong about it on Tuesday, <laughs> but I don't think I'll be wrong about it tonight. Yeah. Um, I think AD uh, is, a, is a must play for me. Though. Yeah, I, I've got Anthony Davis as well. 8,800 for, oh gosh, Anthony. I mean, we're going to talk about the Lakers here in a minute, but that's just ridiculous. I've got him as well. I know he had 17 points in the first half and then just disappeared the second half. That was horrible. That's just what he does, right? I mean, we all know Anthony Davis at this point. Nothing is really surprising. Um, the guy looks incredible one game or, or one half, and then who knows? Um, someone, you know, the monster has come and suck out his talent. Who knows what happens there? But he just disappears, um, and that just happens sometimes. But the games that are good – are really, really good. And if I'm playing GPPs, I think he's an absolute must because um, that ceiling is just enormous there, especially 8,800. Um, I just don't see how you can fade that. So, yeah, I, I agree on Anthony Davis there. But going back to the Suns, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think I'm, I'm this is where I'm kind of trying to get a little, uh, uh, you know, a little unique here. And I'm trying to fade some of the guys I think that a lot of people are going to be on. I think a lot of people are going to be on Yusuf Nurkic after what they saw in game one. But like you said, Anthony Davis is an absolute defensive dynamo. Um, that is not the case with, with Kevin Looney and um, who even started at power forward. Uh, was that Wiggins that started at power forward? I mean, he's a good defensive player, so, yeah. um, but he's not, you know, he's just not the kind of kind of defender that, that Anthony Davis is. So, um, so I, I think, you know, again, fading Nurkic, uh, Maybe a little bit of a risky move. He is only 6,100. He just had a really good game. They've got no Beal or Booker, so they're going to need shots to come from somewhere. Um, but I do feel like it's it's the it's the pivot to make here, uh, especially in GPPs, is to just go ahead and, and fade him. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of Suns here I like. I mean, if there's going to be no Booker, going to be no Beal. Like you said, Josh Okogie, he is in my lineup here. I think even though he had a big game in the last one, people are still... Uh, there are going to be some people chasing that game for sure, but but people are still going to sleep on him because they're going to say it's Josh Okogie, and he's been pretty pretty bad <laughs> for most of his career uh, in Minnesota. He was especially bad, but now uh, the last couple of years in in Phoenix, he's really found his groove and found his role. Uh, and you know, I, I don't think the scoring is going to necessarily be there, but uh, you know, the rebound should be there. There should be some steals. Um, he should get some put back, you know, uh, putbacks and stuff like that. So um, I'm trying to take a look from last season. I mean, you know. Like in 25 minutes, uh, back in April, he had 15.25 points. Uh, in 21 minutes, he had 19.75. So that's kind of the floor there. I mean, I feel like he's got a pretty solid floor where it's like somewhere between like 14, 18 points is kind of the floor you're looking for there. And, you know, of course, with the ceiling, you're getting anywhere upwards of, you know, 30 points or, or so for DK, um, which is great, obviously, at 4,700. But uh, I'm not banking on that. I think he's just a nice kind of floor play at the moment um and he's going to pretty much give you value with those other guys out grayson allen 4200 he is in my lineup um rough rough first game no doubt um didn't play well didn't uh look for his shot as much as he did in, in memphis which kind of surprised me a bit um without uh you know um or i'm sorry he was in memphis like he was in milwaukee sorry uh but either way he didn't look for his shot as much as i thought he would and i think he will more here um obviously booker 
uh, took a whole lot of shots in the last game. If he's not going to play, those are all up for grabs. They're going to need offense. Uh, Kevin Durant's going to need somebody to pass the ball to when he gets double teamed inevitably if he's having a big game. And that's going to be Grayson Allen. I think it's that's that's where it's going to it's going to come down to. Uh, and he just needs to hit his shots. He just needs to hit his shots. See if you go through, get his confidence back. And I think he's going to have. Uh, a better basketball game. Now, as a person, I don't like him. They <laughs> go back and look what he did to Caruso. Uh, was that last season or two seasons ago now? Gosh, my brain is just dead. But uh, when he destroyed Caruso's season, um, just not 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 a fan of his But uh, and haven't been ever since Duke. But um, from a fantasy and, and DFS standpoint, I do think he's uh, he's a pretty good play here. Um, you know, I think we're we're probably looking at about twenty DK points uh, from Grayson Allen at forty two hundred. So that's uh, you know uh, basically a five X there, and I'll take that all day. Uh, and, and that's kind of a floor, I think, uh, from what we're looking at. If he has a big game where he scores, you know, eighteen nineteen points and uh, gets a few assists, a few steals, now you're looking at you know maybe about again thirty thirty five DK points, and and you're really talking like um, that's a really good play. So, um, but yeah, I think you know. Another guy that kind of interests me here, if we're going to do the whole Faye uh, Nurkic thing, uh, Drew Eubanks at 3,900, um, very serviceable backup. Um, I think he's a, an interesting pivot for off of uh, all the other guys because I think he's going to be pretty low owned. Um, but, you know, he's had some big games. I mean, you know, if you just look at last season, I mean, obviously this is on a tanking team, but he had huge, huge games for them. Um, got to take it with a grain of salt, but the blocks are not, you know, those are serious. He's going to get a block, a couple blocks, probably he's going to get probably seven, eight, nine rebounds. Um, will the points be there? You know, we, we never really know with him, um, especially on this Phoenix team, but no Beal, no Booker. So it, there could be some more up for grabs and, and he's not a bad offensive player. So I think he's going to be a, a slept on guy. Uh, and then, of course, last guy we got to talk about, Tim. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on him, but Eric Gordon. <laughs> um, I think he had, what, 17 shot attempts, I think, in the last game or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 16 or something. 16 like, or something like yeah. that, yeah. it was. It I think was he only made four, though. Yeah. So, but, but he's going to get the shots. Yeah, you know? the shots are coming, and he is a scorer, and there are, he, we've seen him go up for 30 real-life points in a game. Um, I think if you want to – I wouldn't play a Kogi and, uh, you know, Grayson Allen – and uh, what's his face? Eric Gordon. I wouldn't play right. all three of those guys. I could probably convince myself to play two. I currently have two in my lineup right now. I don't love my lineup, but I've got Grayson Allen. I've got Josh Kogi in there. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't play all three of those guys. I just don't think there's going to be. I mean, Katie's going to be the dude. Uh, and he's only 8,900, by the way. So if you wanted to go up just 100 bucks from Anthony Davis and you want to say, okay, KD is going to do KD things and be the offensive engine of this of this team, then uh i i could see that happening i don't think it's a bad play at all so um that's i think all the guys i'm really looking at from a dfs perspective anyone i missed or, or any thoughts on anything i said just now well one guy that could potentially see his minutes spike and this is way down the list but uh he's really the only ball handler that the suns have on the bench is jordan goodwin mm -hmm. uh, he played 15 minutes in game one, he looked okay when he was out there. And with Booker not there able to handle the ball, uh, I think he could be seeing some extended run tonight. Uh, so he's an interesting option at 3,200. Uh, I think he's priced a little bit low for the amount of usage that he's going to be getting. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's not a great option. But if you again, if you want to pivot, it could be an option definitely in some of your giant pools uh, to play a guy like that. Who's going to get more minutes than his salary might suggest? Um, but on the Kevin Durant side, 
I'm just a little bit uncomfortable about the amount of usage that we're probably going to be seeing out of him. I'm not sure if he can handle that at this stage in his career. He's kind of looked a little bit old. Unfortunately, you know, not everybody ages like LeBron. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, he's going to be getting the shots up, but he's also really the only focal point for the Lakers to worry about on defense. So that that might make things a little bit challenging for him in terms of being able to produce out there. And especially with, like, you're talking about Dame. I think Dame is is at 9,000, and then uh, KD yeah. is at is at that same price, yeah. 8,900. So yeah. um, I think Dame is a better option than KD. Um, I think you're also possibly looking at a potential blowout in this one, uh, which is another reason why I think someone like Jordan Goodwin or even a Drew Eubanks would be a solid play. Uh, if the Lakers can can put the hammer down on the Suns without two of their best players, uh, I think that that could be one of the outcomes in this game that you have to consider. Yeah, that's uh, that's always one of the best ways or one of the ways you can get unique in these things is uh, go ahead and try to predict what's going to be, you know, um a blowout and maybe the backups play um and you know you can kind of win that way so that's an interesting observation all right let's move to the Lakers side of the ball though and we already mentioned Anthony Davis real quick though guys I want to tell you guys get the NBA fantasy pass it's six dollars a month go grab it go snag it we've got Dan Bespris in there dropping knowledge um please give us a like and subscribe wherever you're listening but we will go ahead and hit those Lakers uh so yeah obviously Anthony Davis we were talked about uh, you know, LeBron, uh, I'm probably not going to go there just because I like all the other options here. I, I feel similarly to him as you do uh, to Kevin Durant. I just don't feel like he has to do a whole heck of a lot here. And he probably won't. Uh, and if there is a blowout because the Suns are just, you know, so top heavy and, no, and can't hang with the Lakers, then, um, you know, obviously James will be one of the first people to take a seat. So I think there's too much risk there. I'm not into it. Uh, I'd much rather play Anthony Davis. Um, but there are other guys on the Lakers that I'm into. I can't believe I'm saying this, but D'Angelo Russell, D'Lo, uh, 5,500. I, I just, you know, the minutes that you saw in the last game, I don't have it All up right. in front of me, so I apologize. But he just, um, I was expecting more from Gabe Vincent, honestly, and um, it didn't happen. D'Angelo Russell played a lot of minutes. He's been saying all the right things in the offseason um, about, you know, wanting to be a better defender, wanting to be a better just team player. Uh, and, you know, part of me wants <laughs> to believe him. And the other part of me goes, I've seen D'Angelo Russell play basketball, and that's not, not going to be what happens. And he's going to have those games where he's absolute crap. Um, so, of course, I'm going to suggest playing him now, and he's going to have a crappy game. He's going to be sat up like 15 minutes somehow because he's going to do something really stupid. But 5,500 is his price point here. I just think um, if it is a blowout, too, um, you know, if, if that does happen, I mean, I, I, I hate to try to, you know, try to guess which, which games are going to be blowouts. I want them all to be competitive, obviously, but the truth is some of them are, but if it is, I think he's one of those guys that does stay in actually, you know, who are they going to play Gabe Vincent? Um, he's a, he's a veteran. He's older. So I, I really don't see that happening. So I think um, D'Lo would be kind of carrying some of the load there in like the third, fourth quarter, if there is a blowout um, and just the minutes that he got in a competitive game, uh, just are encouraging. So, so I do like D'Angelo Russell at 500. One last guy I'm going to mention here on the Lakers, um, which I've, don't have him on my lineup currently, it looks like, but uh, it's going to be Austin Reeves at 5,600. I do I do like him as well as a middle guy. Um, I mentioned somebody else around that price point. I'm trying to think who it was uh, over in that Philadelphia, <laughs> Milwaukee. It was Kelly Oubre. Uh, so if it's between like Kelly Oubre at 5,700 or, or Austin Reeves at 5,600, I would say Austin Reeves is the safer play. 
I would say Ubre is probably the higher upside play just because of his ability to add the defensive stats and the rebounds and the assists. Reeves is really just going to score. Uh, he'll get hustle stats as well, but they're not going to be as abundant as what you could get from, from a Kelly Ubre in, in a big game. So um, those are kind of the guys I'm looking at there. I mean, if I'm looking down the rest of this bench, I'm really not, I'm not sure. Um, you're, you're the Lakers fan. Tell me who who's playing here. Well, uh, D'Angelo Russell, 36 minutes in game one. So, yeah, that that was far and away the the minutes leader in game one. And he was a little bit better at home last season as opposed to on the road. Uh, 19 points at home versus 17 on the road last season. So this is going to be at the Crypto.com Arena. Uh, so we could see him a little bit more comfortable at home. And his price point is really attractive at 5,500. Um, but, yeah, Austin Reeves. I agree with your assessment of him versus Ubre. I think Ubre is probably going to get a lot of minutes in that game, so I might prefer him. But Austin Reeves, uh, you know, where is this offense going to come from for this Lakers team? Uh, I do, LeBron being limited, uh, he's a total stay away for me, uh, probably yeah. at all times this season. I forgot Just about be, that. That's right. You know, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> said they're going to try to keep him under thirty minutes all year, so uh, that just kind of limits what kind of production you're going to see out of him. Um, but yeah, the Lakers really don't have a lot of depth. Um, you know, looking at their roster, uh, Torian Prince is getting the start again with Vanderbilt out. Uh, I liked him in game one. I'm not sure I like him as much in this game. Yeah. Uh, his, his price jumped almost a thousand dollars to 4,300. It was like 3,500 in game one. So I don't like him at that price. I would much prefer Eric Gordon at only a hundred dollars more there. So I mean, yeah, the Gabe Vincent, uh, he was really disappointing in his first game. Mm. Uh, so I think D'Angelo Russell getting all those minutes kind of tells you what Darvin Ham thinks of uh, Gabe Vincent's place in the rotation. So uh, I, I think you can really only play a few Lakers here. And uh, Anthony Davis is definitely going to be one of them. Mm. Uh, Austin Reeves, you could consider Christian Wood. Um I, I hated him in game one at his price point at 6,000. He's dropped way lower. He's at 4,800 now. Yeah, no and one this, had him. <laughs> God, yeah, good. good. Uh, but yeah. This, is, yeah, this, is kind of, this is kind of a game where he might do something, but I still wouldn't play him because he's at the center position and there's just a lot of good value. I would prefer Paul Reed over him at way cheaper. And yeah. Paul Reed's minutes are are, are going to be pretty solid there. So I wouldn't play Wood. I wouldn't play Prince. Um, but yeah, I think the guys that you covered are really the only ones worth playing on this Lakers squad. Yeah, 15 minutes in game one, it looks like. I have to, I don't know why DraftKings doesn't have it. I have to go to basketball reference to see what they did this know, season yeah. for some reason. But anyways, uh, 15 minutes in game one, and he had seven points and four rebounds. This is for uh, Christian Wood. Um, you know, I, I like his activity on offense. I think, you know, that's what he brings to the table anytime he steps in the floor. Uh, is just the ability to put up big points in a few minutes. So, uh, but that's just too few minutes. I mean, 15, right. uh, and if he missed a few shots there, I mean, you're talking like a three and four line. I mean, it's just... I just can't get myself to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think I'm, uh, you know Christian Woods a fade yet again for me. It's probably going to be a running thing this season until you know maybe uh, Jackson Hayes gets injured or maybe uh, you know it just clears up a little bit to where okay we know for a fact that Christian Woods going to be the backup here and Anthony Davis likes to leave games <laughs> to go to the locker room seven right. times a game. So um, you know in that case you know maybe he's getting about twenty minutes and with his offensive upside. Um, then we know that, uh, you know, it's a high upside type play, but a very low floor type play. And, uh, I just, I just don't see it happening here. So, so yeah, I think we're, we're in lockstep there. 
Um, if you guys don't have the DFS pass already, I'm going to pump that up. Five bucks a month. Go get that. It's going to get you all the access to the DFS delivery and all the other good, 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 goodies that we have here. Uh, we also have um, for you guys uh, pick and place every day. I'm going to be doing those. So I'm going to go take a look now once we drop here. i got about 15 minutes before I pick up my kid. So I'm going to go look at those and try to give you guys some, some excellent pick and place. So go get that. Uh, sign up at sportsethos.com. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at Ethos Keith. Where, Tim, where can people find you and your work? Also, Twitter at me, Tim Sim. I'm on there. Uh, you're going to be some seeing some deliveries out of me as the season goes on. We'll be doing the pod, I think, two times a week moving forward this year. So, yeah, let's get into it. And I'll be on more than I even plan to. So, you'll hear me a whole heck of a lot. But hey, until next time, guys, hey, go get that money.